welcome to the Brology Podcast. I'm Austin, aka G.I. Joe, and I'm here with my co-host Ryan, aka the red eyes that watch you from the woods. The feathery, leathery wings that wrap around John's mom. Speaking of leather, I mean she wore this leather outfit this past week and that thing was fucking disgusting yeah it was gross man it's like sweat fucking everywhere bro yeah it looked like somebody had just lathered her down with fucking crisco and then just rolled her in some mud it was ah that was that was unpleasant that was unpleasant but anyways guys this week we are talking about the one the only mothman yeah sounds like a superhero it does sound like a fucking superhero unfortunately this thing is not a superhero. In fact, you know, most people in West Virginia actually think of it as the Arbiter of Doom. But first, we're changing it up a little bit, just a little bit. Still going to do a new story of the week, but we're going to pull from the past because there's so much crazy shit that's happened in the past that I'm sure a lot of y'all hadn't heard of that's fucking hilarious. Well, let's hear it, man. Let's hear something funny. Okay. High Point, North Carolina. A Greensboro man claiming to be Jesus Christ himself called High Point police on March 22nd and told the dispatchers he broke into Pizza Hut. This is a clip from that phone call. Christ, and I just broke into the Pizza Hut. I broke the window in. I'm here. Jesus is here now. He's back. He's back to earth. All right. And uh, so you don't work there? No, I just broke in. Had a pizza. I'm Jesus. And what was your name again? My name is Jesus. What's your last name, Jesus? Christ. <laughs> okay. And what do you look like? I look like Jesus. What else do I supposed to look like? Why, why'd you do that? Because I'm Jesus. I can do whatever I want. We're tired of Judas's on this earth. We're going to clean this earth up. So what are you up to? Man, where do you live at? I don't. I'm from heaven. How'd you get over, over to the Pizza Hut? I'm from heaven, sir. Okay. And did you break a front window? Yeah, I broke the door window, sir. And did you eat a pizza? Yeah. Had a Mountain Dew. All right, you going to stay there for a minute? Yeah. Uh, You ain't got any weapons or anything on you, do you? No, I'm not violent, sir. Okay. Just hungry? Yeah, I'm starving to death. All right. Everybody's been treating me. Me, I've been beat up in this town. I'm from Indiana. You're from Indiana? Yes. Okay. People keep beating me up. Where have you been staying at? Everywhere. I keep getting kicked out of places. Mm-hmm. I got schizophrenia, sir. Yeah, nobody else is there with you? Uh-uh. Dude, what the fuck was that? <laughs> that was fucking great. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, what he asked him, and he's just like, so what's your last name? And he's like... <laughs> Well, Christ. <laughs> well, what do you look like? Well, I look like Jesus. <laughs> that shit had me fucking crying, man. Like, 
First the, time, because I wasn't expecting it. Like, I really wasn't yeah. expecting it. <laughs> right. Oh, my God, dude. But I felt so bad for him. I keep getting beat up in this town. Damn, Judas's want to beat up Jesus. <laughs> so, his real name is Richard Lee Quintero. And he was charged with breaking and entering. Or with one count of felony breaking and entering, one count of felony larceny after breaking and entering, and was put in High Point Jail under $1,000 bond. Just $1,000? Yeah. To me, honestly, it sounds like the man's homeless. So I kind of feel bad for him, but he was fucked up as hell. So he may have just been a normal dude, got too fucked up, got hungry, the pizza shop was closed, he was like, fuck this shit, I'm breaking in this bitch. Yeah, I'm just going to tell everyone I'm Jesus. That'll get me out of it. (laughs) Nobody will be mean to Jesus. (laughs) But. God damn. I feel bad for the man. A little. So, not to get too up on a soapbox about this, but, I mean, that kind of thing is so fucking common, man. I mean, look, when was the last time you went by Kohl's here in? I never go that side of Spartanburg. Dude, like like right where that Taco Bell is, that corner? There's always, like, four or five homeless people just, like, camped out there. Oh, right down the road from my house, right there at um, Ike's. Yeah. And there's always a homeless guy sitting right there on that bridge. Every time. Every day. Yeah, dude, there's such a bad homeless population here in this city. You know what it is, man? It's because the local, like, I don't even want to say the police because, honestly, I've, I've personally witnessed the police trying their absolute best to try and get these people, like, help. You know, like, I've had conversations with local police out at, like, bars and stuff like that where we've had conversation about our local homeless population. And it's like they write these reports. Like, they'll literally make shit up in the reports just to make it seem worse than it really is to try and make it so that the local, like, health officials will actually do something to try and help these people. But, dude, they don't. Like, our our local, like, hospitals and, like, health professionals and shit like that in Spartanburg do not give a flying fuck about anybody. No, and see, another thing is, like, actually here lately I've been seeing a lot of younger people, homeless too, like, our age. Yeah. And it's fucking, well, actually maybe younger. And I'm like, why? It's because they're fucked up in the head, man, and nobody will help them. Absolutely nobody will help him. Like, unless you're running down the street covered in blood, wielding a fucking broadsword, screaming about, like, you're going to start decapitating babies and puppies. Like, they're not going to do shit for you. They're just not. It's just like, okay, well, has he hurt anybody? No. Well, put him back on the fucking streets. Whatever. Yeah. Like, they just don't give a fuck, man. Wow. Well, it's, it's only getting worse, too. That's the that's the biggest thing. Oh, yeah. But... It, and you know what it all boils down to? It's like, oh, you're crazy? Okay, well, we'll help you. You got insurance? No? Hmm. Well, then we can't help you. And it's like, well, what fucking homeless crazy person has fucking insurance? Like, maybe if you got them uncrazy and got them a fucking job, maybe they'd have fucking insurance. Yeah. But now there are some people that are just lazy and don't want to get out there and get out their ass and work. Yeah, but those most are few them, and far yeah, I was between. Say, most yeah. of them, it's not, that's not the case. No, most of them. It's a mental illness. It's a mental illness that's fucking them up, man. But... Anyways, back to the Jesus. <laughs> Dude. I am the Jesus. What's your last name, sir? Christ. <laughs> that shit had me dying. <laughs> right. 
All right, man. So Urban Dictionary Word of the Week. By the way, if you're new to this podcast and you're just tuning in, we usually bullshit for about 10, 15 minutes at the start of it before we get to the topic because we're not uptight assholes. We like to goof around a little. All right. Ryan, what do you think an ice cream sandwich is? Other than a delicious, refreshing treat on a hot summer day? Yes. Um, well, it's Urban Dictionary. So, it stands the reason that anything that is black or brown is either going to be either a racial slur or something to do with shit. And since it's an ice cream sandwich and there's, you know, that nice milky core then I have to imagine that there it's got something to do with putting cum in between shit, maybe? Yeah. Maybe like, you know, it's like taking two turds and slathering some, some jizz in between it and then smashing it together. You're on the right track. Yeah, for once. <laughs> <laughs> An ice cream sandwich. When hitting a girl anal style and she shits on the floor... Then the guy comes in the shit and makes her eat it. Imagine a long, thick, brown turd with a nice few strips of jizz in it, and it resembles an ice cream sandwich. Dude, what the fuck is it lately with all these goddamn Urban Dictionary words where you're, like, trying to force-feed somebody shit? Like, Uh, that seems to be a running theme. I don't know, man. It's like, what the fuck? It's like, it's almost like anybody that's sitting there writing this shit on Urban Dictionary is just like, well... I already pulled my pud like nine times to fucking two girls, one cup the other day. Let me hit the keyboard, baby. Mm. Yeah, but I wouldn't try it. I mean, also, beer. I wouldn't try it. But You wouldn't try it? You wouldn't try to force feed anybody some shit? No, because I wouldn't want it done to me. You don't want anybody to try no. and force feed you shit? No. But the, weren't you in the Army? Oh, that, that's different. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I guess we'll get on to the topic for this week. No, 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 no. That's a, we're we're not just going to sidestep this. So the description is is that the girl shits on the floor. So let's backpedal here. So you're 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 having anal sex with her, and then for absolutely no reason that's described. She just shits on the floor. Maybe she had to shit beforehand, and you 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 ever been fucking girl in the ass and get shit on your dick? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's not gonna be a solid enough turd for you to like be like, well, may- let me just scoop it up. I guess maybe she's constipated, and then like you fucking her in the ass just gets her unconstipated, and like whenever you pull out, a turd just fucking shoots out. Kind of like all um, uh, Zach and Mary make a porno. Yeah. Style. <laughs> I got you. Okay. So, I feel you. And then you know you jizz all over the fucking turd, and then she just drops another one straight on top of it. Where maybe you fold it over. I don't know. Yeah, you probably fold it like pizza. <laughs> <laughs> so you bring on to the topic for this week? No. <laughs> <laughs> all right, the topic for this week, Mothman. Motherfucking Mothman. And no, it is not a Batman villain. Or a Spider-Man. Or Superman. No, Superman doesn't fight anybody else named Man, right? Like, think about <laughs> it. Like, all of his uh, villains all are like Dark Side. Doomsday, Brainiac. Like, he doesn't fight any other man. He's the only man he fights. Yeah. Now, Spider-Man will fight some mans. Batman will fight some mans. Captain Marvel fights a couple mans. 
Okay, so a little bit. Okay, so a little bit about Mothman. He is described as a six to seven foot man-like creature with red eyes and a ten to twelve foot wingspan. Oh God, I thought you were gonna say a ten to twelve foot something else. Dude, could you imagine flying around with a fucking eight foot, nine foot, ten, fucking twelve foot dick? I mean, you just be like, smacking it against the tops of trees and shit. Like you're just hitting cars. It'd have like pine cones stuck to the side of it and shit. Like you just hit the back of a car and there's a big ass mushroom stamp on the fucking <laughs> yeah, just, window. Just quack. <laughs> so, it's a huge legend in West Virginia, which more specifically Point Pleasant. Yeah. Yeah. But as we all know, no offense to anybody that lives in West Virginia. There's a lot of cousin fuckers out there. But even if you fuck your cousin, we still want you to listen to our podcast. You know where that um that got started? Like the whole people in like Alabama and like West Virginia and shit being like sister and cousin fuckers? No. It's cuz it actually happened. And <laughs> <laughs> But what it was was, you know, like a long, long fucking time ago back when they were very isolated, like in the Appalachian Mountains and like even then, like with Alabama where they were just basically like isolated out in the swamps, you might not have any fucking neighbors, like period. You just might not have any. And, you know, it might be a day's ride or whatever to, to bump into your next neighbor, or you might not even know that they're on the other side of a fucking mountain or whatever. So, you know, if you got, like, 10 or 15 fucking kids running around helping you work on the farm and shit like that, and they're not going to school, they're not doing fuck all, you know, they're just working on the damn farm, and you get to be a teenager, and all those hormones get to going... And the only other male and or female you've seen is a person about your age in your family. <laughs> like, I'm just saying shit happens, man. Well, but hell, that's where like, that shit comes from. Even in, like, Bible times, though, like, a lot of the royalty and shit fuck their cousin. I mean. Well, that was to, like, keep the bloodlines pure. Yeah, and, but that shit's still weird to me. Like, no. Yeah, incest is always going to be fucked up. I got a, I got a buddy of mine. Great story. So he was fucking this girl for a couple of months, and then they they broke up, right? And it was a bad breakup too. Like it was like it was one of those like they fucking hated each other's guts after that. <laughs> and then like four or five months later, all of a sudden his mom is like, "Oh hey, you know I haven't really been talking about this guy, but I've been seeing him for over a year now, and we're gonna get married and blah blah blah." So he's like, "Okay," and so his mom and this dude. They get married, and they go to go move into his house. Well, guess whose fucking dad it was? <laughs> oh, shit. And so now this girl that he's been sleeping with that fucking hates his guts, they have to live together. Fuck me, stepsister. Under the same fucking roof. And so it's like, man, we used to give him shit all the time and be like, yeah, but buddy, dude, you, you fucked your sister. And he'd be like, it's my fucking stepsister. And it'd be like, yeah, well, you still fucked her. It's like, it was before she was my stepsister. Doesn't matter. Still fuck your stepsister, man. <laughs> That's fucking awful. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Point Pleasant, West Virginia. It's a small, it's a smaller town. There's like a couple thousand people that live there. And... The biggest thing with this, it's really pretty much only around Point Pleasant. Like, 
You know, or in the surrounding areas. Yeah, I mean, you get some reports in the rest of Appalachia, right? Like, you get some reports coming out of Kentucky. There's some from, like, southwestern uh, or southeastern Pennsylvania. You get some in, like, Tennessee and Mississippi. Some. But it's almost all, like, the heavy concentration is all in this, like, southwestern part of West Virginia. Yeah, and... One of the things with this creature is it's really been said to have been around major disaster events. Like, there was a big bridge collapse in West Virginia where I think it was 44 people got killed. 48. 48 people got killed. And they believed, or they said that he was there shortly beforehand. Yeah, so, and what's crazy about that is, is, like, if you talk to local reporters and stuff, or, like, you see um, reports from them in and around that same time, right? Like, so the first instance of anybody even reporting um, the Mothman, and granted, they called him the Birdman for, like, three years before he became the Mothman. Not the rapper. Yeah, not the rapper. <laughs> and uh, But, they, yeah, they had been started seeing him in 1966, right? That was one of the very first instances. And it was a couple of kids that were out fucking around in an area of West Virginia called the TNT. And we'll get into that later. But they saw this big winged creature with bright red eyes in, in um, 1966. And there were... A bunch of reports that just sprung up after that. Yeah, but see, with this first initial, it was two couples, and they were driving down the road, and they saw a large, grayish-looking creature. It looked like a human, but it had fucking wings. So maybe they saw an angel. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> a scary one with fucking red eyes. <laughs> But, but yeah, so they so they tried saying like, oh yeah, you know, you got all these reports like people saying like, oh, when the Silver Bridge collapsed over the Ohio River, you know, we saw Mothman up on top of the bridge and blah blah. blah. But those reports didn't come out until like close to the eighties. Yeah. Like it was decades later that people were like, oh yeah, I totally saw it. But at the time, there were reports of people seeing Mothman in and around the bridge in the days leading up to its collapse that tragically took the lives of 48 West Virginians. Yeah. And they all came from one family. Oh, wait, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) All right, yeah, but on this initial case, they're driving down the road, and they see this big-ass creature in the middle of the road, and they end up just fucking flooring the floorboard, like, pressing the gas as much as they can. Got up to, like, 100 miles an hour just to try to get away from this thing. And they, some of them looked out the back window and said they saw beaming red eyes coming towards them. And think about this. This is 1966, so if they got some fucking West Virginia jalopy up to over 100 miles an hour, that means they were <laughs> they really were trying to get the fuck yeah. out of there. And <laughs> they said all they really talked about was the glowing red eyes. That was one of the biggest things, but... They ended up getting away from the creature, and there was actually claw marks on top of their car. Right, yeah, local PD were brought in. Um, they, I mean, it, it it was so convincing, and the police reported it in such a believable way that the local township actually, like, you had 
dozens and dozens of people that were like going out in the woods with their firearms and stuff like that trying to like end this fucking thing. Yeah. And, and yeah, I mean like for weeks and weeks and weeks people stayed out in the woods trying to hunt it. There weren't any reports for 5 6 weeks after that. Everyone kind of gave up and went back to their normal lives. And then all of a sudden reports of the bird man started popping up in and around the actual township, like in the suburbs. Yeah, and it really just continues on from there. There's been so many sightings throughout the years. It's it's a little overwhelming, uh, to say the least. Yeah. But there's another account of... Now, in some stories it says there's only two grave diggers, and other stories it says there's five grave diggers. So I'm sure there's probably stories that have anywhere in between that. But they were digging a grave, and they see the pretty much the exact same creature, and it scares the shit out of them. And it just flies away. Yeah. So, and it, what's crazy is is that, like, if they're talking about, like, five grave diggers, don't get me wrong, I've been to plenty of mon- monster truck rallies where they have, like, the original grave digger, and then they have the new grave digger, you know, that's not built from a Volkswagen bug. And it's like, cr- that's crazy if they have five. Like, where'd they get three extra <laughs> grave diggers? <laughs> but they have movies surrounding this. They have books surrounding this. Yeah, you have the Mothman prophecies that came out um, by, um, oh, God, what's his name? John Something Kill. Yeah, John, John Keel. Yeah. yeah. And then, obviously, you have the um, Richard Gere movie that came out in the early 2000s, late 90s. I think it was. I thought it was in the late '80s. It may be the '90s. I'm thinking of the Richard Gere one. I don't remember. Yeah, I think it was like early 2000s. But um, and that movie's pretty good, actually. And the book's they have, fantastic. They actually. might have more than one movie on it then. They might. Well, I'm saying it's the movie with yeah. the same name. It's the Mothman Prophecies. But yeah, if you ever want to pick up like a good book on like crypto, whatever. Then pick up the Mothman prophecies. Like it's great. You know the original title for that book was actually called "The Day of the Garuda," because remember when all this first started, they weren't calling him the Mothman, and they were just calling him the Birdman. And in Indian tradition, the Garuda is this big man bird that is just like what they believe the Mothman to be, to be like this arbiter of doom. Like, if you see the Garuda, then there's going to be a natural disaster and, like, shit like that. And so that's why he, uh, the author was originally naming the book The Day of the Garuda. A little fun fact there for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so there are several things that this thing is believed to be mistaken for. Some people believed it to be a large owl, which I don't see how the fuck that would be an owl with that description, because fucking seven-foot-tall owl with a 10- to 12-foot wingspan. Hey, man, look, all I'm saying is I've been in the woods before and seen some pretty pretty big fucking owls, man, especially up and around, like, the Blue Ridge and stuff. I've seen some big fucking owls up there. And depending on the way that the light's hitting their eyes, because they have such uh, good night vision, so their red cone rods and their eye will actually pick up the light. And so instead of doing like raccoons and deer and shit where it's got like that kind of yellowy tint, it is a little reddish. It really is. And it glows. Trust me, those owls' eyes fucking glow. (laughs) And then 
Another one that's mistaken for is the Sandhill Crane, which one thing that kind of disproves this is the Sandhill Cranes were not known to be in that area during this time. Yeah. And now they do have big wingspans. They have like a eight to ten foot wingspan. They are larger creatures, but the way it's described, it it's hard to say that was it for sure. But now this also goes into the TNT plant Ryan was talking about earlier. They made TNT during what was it, World War Two? Yeah, it was a World War Two munitions facility. And so there's chances are there's a lot of material there that may be radioactive or contain chemicals that can cause mutations in the wildlife. Yeah, there were reports that the EPA actually had to come in and clear like a almost like 13 inches of topsoil in a 300 and something acre um, vicinity around the plant just to remove like a portion of the contamination of that area. So, it could be wildlife got in there and... Got all fucked up and mutated or something like that, which happens because if you look into, like, the Chernobyl incident, which we're one million percent going to cover, there's, like, whole new species and shit that have come out of that portion of the Ukraine because of that. Have you ever seen that show, The 100? Yeah. Where they first land back on Earth and that deer's got, like, two faces and, like four antlers and all kinds of shit yeah some shit like that yeah like there yeah there's weird shit in around these uh areas like that man it's kind of like if you go to michigan like anywhere in michigan and you just look at like detroit lions fans and you're like that's from all the automotive (laughs) pollution right there (laughs) you know john's from michigan i do (laughs) shout out to john we love you love you john and love your mom. <laughs> so, with the whole Mothman, it's really hard to say. Like, what do you think could be another scenario for Mothman? So, if you look, there, all right, so there's weird shit in that area, right? So, number one, the Native American population of the area damn near avoided West Virginia. Like, they really didn't mess with it. Um, They might send, like, scouting parties out to, like, hunt in times of scarcity, but they didn't really mess with it. Now, having said that, West Virginia is very, very... it's, It's one of the craggiest, rockiest parts of the Appalachian Mountains, and so there's just... It's dangerous to basically be climbing up and down these mountains that could have something to do with why native americans basically like pass down stories about like avoiding that area and everything else to try and keep like their youth from getting up there and getting hurt because then what are you going to do right and then in at the same token there's actually a pennsylvania dutch um story about a giant winged creature that they call the snallygaster which is actually a bastardization of an old German word that just means flying spirit. And honestly, like the reports of the Snallagaster and the Mothman are really, really similar. So there could be a little bit of crossover from that, right? It could be these like 
the influx of these German immigrants to that part of Appalachia mixing with like old world because most of the immigrants there are going to be Irish, right, in West yeah. Virginia. And so that like old world German mixing with old world Irish of like stories of like the Banshee and stuff that make these horrible noises, have great glowing red eyes, and if you see them, then something terrible is going to happen if you see it, and then that kind of just, like, butt-fucked the Snallagaster, and you get the Mothman, right? Like, so that could just be something that's just ingrained in local population from old-world traditions being passed down from their grandparents and parents and everything else. But at the same time, there were... So many reports coming out independent of one another around the same time in an area where it there wasn't, like, radio. And there was, you know, like, at that point, if you got, like, a local 500-watt radio, it's not penetrating those mountains. And so it's like you had to be on, like, a certain side of the mountain or whatever to be able to pick up radio. So it's not like these people are talking to each other. Like, in the 60s still, like... You still had a lot of people that didn't have phones and stuff like that. Like, there's – it's just crazy that the police were getting independent reports that were all incredibly similar across wide swaths of western West Virginia, all reporting seeing the same thing in and around the same time period over, like, a two-year period, and that they, like, legitimately investigated it. I mean, you had people coming down from, like, West Virginia University and stuff, like scientists and stuff, trying to look into this. And, I mean, there was a lot of attention thrown at this. So, yeah. is it, is like, is the Mothman real? Probably not. But was it, like, some kind of crazy-ass mutated bird or some shit like that? Hell, maybe. I was going to say, and it says, shortly after all the incidents... <clears throat> I don't know why my voice keeps cracking out. Austin keeps choking on dicks. (laughs) But shortly after the incidents, a bunch of, as we will probably do an episode later on, a bunch of men in black were coming around the town and visiting. So So John Keel, right? Like his his contact there in town was, um, oh, God, what's that woman's name? It was Mary Hare. Mary Hare is the uh, the woman's name. She wrote a uh, weekly article in the newspaper and then had it independently published called Where the Waters Mingle. And it was all about like strange events in and around um, Point Pleasant and having to do with uh, the Mothman. And yeah. It's crazy reading some of this stuff about the Mothman. Like how he shows up before these great tragedies like earthquakes, tsunamis... There's even saying that he showed up before the 9-11 attack. Which is... Insane. Like, that's insane. That's, like, what the fuck are you doing in New York, Mothman? <laughs> Go back to Virginia. What was that Batman villain? It was... Is it Killer... No, it wasn't Killer Moth. I mean, there was the Man Bat. You know, when Batman got injected with that shit that turned him into a bat. No. Honestly, that was one of my favorite story arcs from the old 90s cartoon. I think it was Killer Moth and Batman. Yeah. But they they say that that was one of the leading factors to creating that villain in Batman. It was the Mothman? Yeah. Yeah. Like, look, 
I, I, there's no way I can get around talking about this. If you don't go on to Amazon Prime after listening to this, there's two documentaries. There's the Mothman Legacy, and then there's the Mothman of Point Pleasant. They're two separate documentaries. They're free. They're on Prime if you got Prime. If you don't have Prime, you should get it. Yeah, yeah, what the hell are you doing with your life? It's 2022. Get fucking Prime. But, I mean, fuck Jeff Bezos. Unless you want to sponsor us, Jeff. We love your penis-shaped rocket ships. <laughs> <laughs> but um, in those documentaries, it's fucking... <sighs> They're interviewing some of these people from West Virginia, and it's not as bad as you would think, but there are some of them that are just so goddamn funny to me. Because don't get me wrong. Born and raised in the South, it is what it is. I'm pretty sure that anybody listening to us from, like, another state thinks that we sound country as a motherfucker. But God damn it, these sons of bitches. Like, there's one, they're interviewing this woman, and she she's, like, literally telling the story, like, yeah, so we were just sitting in Pappy's car, and we were going down the road, and then fucking brother goes, hey, look out that there window. And I was like, oh, man, I'm looking out that window, and there's that big thing just flapping, and I don't know what to do. And I, But I was scared, but I, at least I was on the other side of that there window. And I was like, God damn. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I feel like the only reason I can understand what the fuck this woman's saying is just from growing up in the South. Like, if I was from New York, I'd been like, I didn't understand. I didn't catch a word of that. It's like, like how we work on with the with those people from India. It takes you a little while to understand what they're saying half the time. Yeah. It's pretty much the same concept. Oh, my God. It's just, it's fucking rushed. You know, um, you know, I worked with, uh, you know, Rick, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, I worked with Rick for like three months before I understood a single word that he said. Like, he would talk to me, and I'd just be like, uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> Dude, sure. I, I was like, because you know, my dad worked with him, too. Mm-hmm. And when I'd go in there and talk to my dad, he'd be talking. And I'd... Dude, it, 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 took, it took some getting used to. <laughs> That's yeah. for fucking sure. Yeah, it was, I mean, thick accent. God damn. But, so, um, it kind of sounds like a mix of uh, Boom Howard with a redneck. I mean, if you want to say that Boomhauer's not redneck. I'm talking about like a deep southern. Like, you're talking cherry redneck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. This shit's wild. But no, getting back to um, Mothman. So, again, so you have all these reports coming out. You have the police investigating it. You have an author coming into town because there's so many reports coming out. You have them. You have this author working very closely with like a local reporter, a well, well-respected local reporter, and they're building up all this case evidence and everything else. And then you know, killed. Basically, he leaves, and he goes to go write his book, and he sends it out. But this is where I start having issues with this entire story, and this is what um, you know I was talking to you about earlier was. The fact that now all of it seems, in hindsight, very suspicious, and it doesn't seem like maybe there really was yeah. ever even a Mothman or anything, because, like, you read that book, The Mothman Prophecies, and it's great. It is absolutely fantastic. It's super well written, but the reason it's so fucking entertaining is because it gets all... You know, History Channel fucking Ancient Aliens on you where it's all like, 
Well, there are these portals that exist in the swamp, and the Mothman is a fourth-dimensional being that comes through the portal, and it feeds off of our energies, and it's so curious about what man looks like in this dimension that that's why he's hanging out and like trying to spy on us, but that's why he never touches anybody or does anything. Because he's ex, you know, he's extra dimensional, so he can't actually physically make contact with this universe. And there's these nexuses of energies that are feeding him, and it's just like, cool, cool story, bro. Oh, what he was smoking? Yeah. <laughs> well, it was the '60s. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody was fucking whacked out then. But if you actually pay real close attention and like go on like different websites and everything else and look up who was making these claims and who was saying that they were seeing them. It was all like local business owners and stuff. Like there weren't too many people that weren't like that wouldn't have benefited from extra tourism to the town and everything else making any kinds of claims about seeing the Mothman, right? It was like the guy that owns the local tailor shop is saying Oh, yeah, I saw him. He was on my roof one winter, and he looked cold. And, you know, you got the guy that runs the general store that was like, Yeah, he was outside the store window one night, and I took some pop shots at him with my BB gun. And it's like, there's there's just not like a four-year-old saying, like, Oh, yeah, I saw him. Yeah, and that kind of leads us into the next part of this podcast, the Mothman Festival. This is a town around about four, a little over 4,000 people in it. Most of them are working retail, a few industrial factories, stuff like that. But with this Mothman Festival, they say it brings in over 10,000 tourists a year. Yeah. I mean, this town literally only existed as a munitions manufacturing town back in the 40s, right? And then the, the same factory stayed open well into the 50s and didn't close down until, like, the late 50s. Yep. And then after that munitions factory closed down in the late 50s, the town basically started to die. I mean, that's why the Silver Bridge collapsed is because they just didn't have the money to maintain it the way they needed to. And then all the lawsuits after that from different family members. I mean, this town was damn near facing bankruptcy. Like, people were just leaving town. Like, their population dropped down to, like, just a couple thousand. I mean, it's already only, like, 4,000, but it dropped down to, like, 1,500 people. Yeah. And then... All of a sudden, Mothman. Now, all of a sudden, they're in national news. Now, all of a sudden, you have tourism. Now, you got, like, museums popping up and, like, all this crap. And you got, like, people... And here's the thing. Rich people tend to be very eccentric. Rich people tend to be kind of weird. And so, you got all these rich people coming to town trying to spot out the fucking Mothman. And then they're like, oh, this is a quaint little town. And what? You don't have any industry? Well, let me open a, a, a factory here. Let me do this because, oh, I love this place. This is great, Mothman. And so, it's like if it wasn't for Mothman, that town literally would not exist anymore. Like, it's it'd be like completely dead. It's kind of like the same dead. thing with Roswell. You know, it was a little small-ass town before, but then the whole Roswell incident, they have... A whole fucking event for that every single year. And it draws tens of thousands of people. Oh, yeah. It's insane how many people flood to Roswell every year. Hell, I want to go. You know, I want to go to Roswell. I want to go see that fucking mailbox shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I'm going to go one day. Uh, And I don't even really believe in UFOs and shit like that. But it's like, but fuck it, why not? Why wouldn't I want to go? Like, that'd be cool. Like, whatever. I'll eat at the UFO diner and get me some space pie and whatever, you know? Sidebar, you don't believe in UFOs? 
I mean, I believe in aliens, but I don't believe in UFOs. Technically, you have to believe in UFOs. You don't believe that as alien aircraft. Right. Because UFOs are, like, uh, obvious. Like it, it can be UFO, whatever. UFOs are real. Yeah, they, they can you know, be whatever. You just don't know if it's extraterrestrial or... I... I don't believe that it's extraterrestrial because you only have three options when it comes to aliens. You have three. You have one that they're like our overlords and they're controlling everything and they came here a long time ago and they're just like running the running the world, right? Uh, option two is that we're like a zoo for them essentially and they're just coming to like study us and, and shit like that. And then option three is that they're waiting for us to reach to a certain point of technology and everything and then do like a Star Trek style like first contract like uh, contact like oh you guys achieved warp drive so now you can join the Space Federation and shit like that but the reason I don't believe that any of it's actually extraterrestrial is the fact that we have so many eyes in the sky we have so many fucking satellites, we have so many telescopes, we have so many radio telescopes, so much fucking LIDAR. We have, like, gravitational detectors now, you know, looking for, like, gravitational waves from supernovas and black holes and blah, blah, blah. There's so much looking at everything on the Earth, around, in the atmosphere, and past the Earth that for nothing, literally nothing to have ever officially been detected by any of these academic groups or anything like that is fucking insane. Like, it just doesn't make sense on any kind of a level. Like, the best that we have is, like, the wow signal, but then even that's kind of gotten explained away in the past, like, ten years, you know? Yeah. Like, it just... No, even Stephen Hawking said that, like, the idea of, like, seeing, like, gray aliens and shit is stupid because even if you did know how to, like, fold space and time and, like, you could use wormholes and stuff like that, like, you'd be so advanced as a species that you'd be mostly, like, you'd be the Borg from yeah. Star Trek. You'd be more mechanical than you would organic because organics can only take you so far but synthetic creatures are infinitely upgradable, so it's like the, we, if we bumped into aliens, they'd be machines. Yeah. It's just like we'll eventually be machines. I mean, we're already turning into cyborgs, right? We got fake hearts and, you know, fake organs, and you're, you know, it's just, they just came out with like a camera eyeball that you can get installed that works just like a regular eyeball. Yeah. But it's, it's artificial. See, I think if we ever ran into intelli- which Stephen Hawkins actually said he believes in what was it the next thirty years before he died that we will yeah we'll meet aliens we'll, we'll yeah meet extraterrestrial or at least find evidence of them existing on a far off planet or something yeah I mean hell law of probability alone says that there should be at least a couple of hundred equally yeah. intelligent spacefaring nations if not thousands in, in, and thousands yeah so. But anyways, back to the topic. <laughs> the Mothman, the whole festival, it's just really a scheme to get fucking money, in my opinion. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, there's nothing... They There's only one official Mothman museum. It's in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. And it's it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I've seen, like, walkthroughs of it and stuff like that. I want to go. 
I'll go one day. Yeah. That'll be cool. Um, but there's just, the sightings have gone down since the 70s. You still get like an odd account here or there. But even the ones that have been coming out since the 70s have been super fucking sketchy at best. And it's like, I saw an interview with one guy that was trying to say that he was an eyewitness for it. And he was trying to like sound like this fucking Rhodes Scholar the whole time he was talking. He was all like, yes. And then I gazed out through the woods and that's when I felt this presence. And I could feel this sense of just melancholy wash over me. And that's when I saw the burning torches that were his eyes. And it's all like, fuck you, dude. You're some fucking local community theater fucking reject trying to, like, get your name out. It's like, man, it's just, there's so many bunk fucking claims and so much just, like, shitty reporting since the 70s on it that it's like, if it was real... It only existed in the 60s and 70s, like, if it was real. So, Ryan, we'll start moving to the end of the podcast. What, in your opinion, do you think they saw that night? Like, what do you think is the whole Mothman? Like, do you believe these people are actually seeing a creature out there, or do you believe that it's one of the mutated creatures like we were talking about earlier? I don't know, man. It's... It's hard to say because you're talking it's the late 60s. All this is taking place in the late 60s, early 70s. They're probably tripping on acid. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like, they were out there smoking. Fuck, they were obviously smoking a shit ton of weed. It's the late 60s, early 70s. There's, and, and, it's, it's, and the early reports, it's mostly teenagers. So they're out there. They're tripping fucking balls. They're smoking weed. They're drunk as shit off, like, fucking moonshine made from broken down furniture. You know, I'm saying, like, the shit that makes you go blind. (sighs) I mean, like, they're... I don't know, man. I don't even really think they saw anything at this point. Like, is it cool? Sure. Is all the lore and everything that's kind of built up around it since then interesting, where it's like, oh, it's an Arbiter of Doom, and if you see it, then you know somebody's going to die, and there's going to be this natural disaster, and somebody's going to fuck your dog. Like, yeah, that's awesome. Like, that's uh, I, I enjoy the whole thing. I want it to be um, real. I want the Mothman to... Because I want all the cryptos to be real. Fuck it. You know, let there be a fucking Wendigo out there in the fucking woods. As terrifying as that would fucking be. I wish Slender Man was real. Do you? You want to do an episode on those two girls that killed their best friend? Thinking... uh, We'll just do one on Slender Man, period. Yeah. That'll be a big portion of it. Yeah. That'd be a good one. But, um, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. See, the way I think of it, I think one of them cranes, they were migrating south for the winter. Yeah. And it got off course. You know, maybe at some point it got off course, maybe a few years beforehand when they saw it. And maybe there was a few of them. And they went around the TNT plant, and they were just getting all up in that fucking... Eating fish out of that contaminated water. Yeah, pretty much shit like that. And it ended up causing mutations. And it's probably just a fucked up creature that has a bunch of mutations. And that very well could be. That very well could be. Mm. I don't know, man. Uh, 
This one fucked me up. I'm not going to lie. Like, you know, you you look into, like, Bigfoot or Nessie and, like, all that kind of shit. And you, you, you're you kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah, there could be and this and that. And it's like the only thing I could think of is, like, yeah, it could have been in the 70s. But, God damn it, you look at some of the shit coming out in the 80s and 90s and you're like, these fuckers are just trying to, like, you know, it's like some dude that, like, runs a fucking... A, a corner store or something. And it's like, oh, I sell Mothman stuff. By the way, I saw him. It's that guy, yeah, right? You yeah, know. See, my biggest thing is, a lot of these cryptos we talk about, it was bigger in earlier times. Like now, with all the technology, you really don't hear about a whole bunch of new like cryptos coming out. No, you really don't. And that's my biggest thing for a lot of these cryptoids in general. If there were crazy creatures out there, you would still be learning about them. Like, yeah, especially with all these extra cameras looking at everything all the time. But, I mean, people still say they uh, see Nessie. People still say they've got footage of Bigfoot. People still occasionally are like, look, I found a fucking chupacabra. Which, I mean, Bigfoot, you know, we talked about that. I got my own opinions on it. Could it be possible? Yeah. But. Yeah, why not? But this on this one, I no, no. I don't uh, think it's real. No, Big, I really don't. Bigfoot, uh, Bigfoot is like a hundred and ten percent more realistic than this shit. <laughs> yeah, it's like it came out of nowhere. There's no like ancient legends about it. Like when we eventually do the Jersey Devil, you'll be able to see the comparison between this and like the Jersey Devil. Yeah, where like. At least the Native Americans actually talked about the Jersey Devil. Like, yeah. uh, granted, the folklore that comes around, like, the Jersey Devil didn't pop up until, like, the 1700s. But the actual, like, Native Americans talked about something very similar Yeah, for a long time and before And with us. this, it just kind of randomly pops up in the 60s. Yeah, there's no, like, 1800s reports of it or nothing. Like, for it to just show up in the 60s... Fucking mutated something. If now, it you existed, know, it was something. It was a mutated something. People from West Virginia, if it ever comes out that this motherfucker's true, I apologize. But I don't. Uh, I, I, there's, it's not fucking real. <laughs> no, it's not fucking real. Um, but having said that, it's still cool as shit. Honestly, it is fucking cool. If you find yourself up and around Point Pleasant, West Virginia, go by the uh, Mothman Museum. Go see. The um, little museum about the Silver Bridge collapse, that's pretty, it's sad. It's sad to see, like, how that affected that community and everything else. It's, it's, it's a nice memorial to remember those people that lost their lives in that. And to remember um, how shitty the government of that area was at the time that they didn't want to keep up a goddamn bridge that was important to their entire fucking city. So, once again, fuck you, government. Speaking of shitty government, if you haven't listened to... One of our last few podcasts. Go back and check out the Clinton body count. It's a good one. We haven't released that yet. Well, this one comes out after that. Your mom comes out after that. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Um, all, all right. So, any, any final thoughts there, Austin? These people are fucking crazy. Uh, yeah, they're <laughs> fucked up, man. They need to lay off the, the backwater shine, man. Shit's stupid as hell. But, um, 
I don't know, man. I don't the even more, know what The else more to I say. dug into this one, like the more I was like, no, they're fucking stupid. Yeah, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. It was fun to to dig into, but fucking dumb, man. <laughs> you got anything else to add, Ron? Yeah, I'd rather do a goddamn episode on the Snallygaster. <laughs> <laughs> the Lizard Man. Yeah, do the Lizard Man of Charleston. Ooh. <laughs> All right, well, be sure to join us next week whenever we talk about Alec Murdoch. Yeah. Murdoch. Whatever Murdoch. the fuck his name Isn't is. That motherfucker. Fuck how he says it. It's spelled Murdoch. It's spelled the exact same way as the Daredevil's last name. But yeah, next week we get back on a true crime, so be sure to check us out then. And as always, join us on all social media platforms. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, fucking uh, Facebook. Yeah, Facebook fucking i don't know j date whatever <laughs> uh yeah farmers only but <laughs> but uh 100 join us on our patreon go to brology podcast on patreon we have a bro talk here and there just a little after episode thing and you get unedited episodes where you know there's a few minutes of us bullshitting at the beginning before yeah, you get to see, like, what our process is to get set up, and it is embarrassing. Mm. And uh, also, you know, we have extended content on stuff. I have, like, random episodes of different shit that I drop on our Patreon on the different uh, pay scales. Austin's setting up his streaming. Um, so you'll be able to join him on the Patreon and eventually on Twitch. And those accounts will be made available through Patreon donations. So please join us on Patreon. And, as always, if you have any episodes you're wanting us to talk about, let us know. Yeah, send us an email, send us a, a DM, fucking write us a handwritten letter in calligraphy and put it in a manila envelope and send it to us filled with gummy bears. CBD gummy bears. CBD gummy bears. <laughs> and beef jerky made from exotic animals. And we will do your episode. <laughs> also, if you join us on our Patreon at a certain pay scale, you have the ability to pick an episode that we're going to do. It is no lottery like, hey, yeah, that sounds great. We'll do it. No, you get on the $20 level. You get entered in. You will join us for an episode. You can join us for an episode. You can actually be a host and talk. And we can talk about whatever the fuck you want, man. If you want we to can talk even about send you the pictures of John's mom's titties. I'm gonna say if you want to hear about the history, or if you want us to do an episode about the history of sex toys, we'll do it. Hell, if you want us to do an episode about the history of fucking a pile of mud, actually that'd be a great episode. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you got any ideas, topics you want us to talk about, shoot us an email at brologypodcast at gmail dot com. But you got anything else, Ron? I just want to let everybody out there in podcast land know just. Look, wash your hand before you stick your finger in there, man. Like, just wash your hand. Don't stick your tongue. Well, don't stick your finger anywhere you wouldn't stick your tongue. No. I stick my <laughs> finger plenty of places I wouldn't stick my tongue. Like outlets and toasters. And <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, thank y'all, and until next time. Latest. Peace.